welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium-ish. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we talk all things paranormal, go on the occasional investigation, and receive messages from spirit and our spirit guides along the way. This is Ghosties. (laughs) Hey everybody, Christina here, and I just wanted to put up a bit of a disclaimer uh, prior to everyone listening to this episode. So as you all know, Missy and I will let you know if there's a particular topic that we're discussing on a particular episode that seems to draw a bit more paranormal activity. And this episode, in terms of us talking about the Duende, absolutely pulled in some extra paranormal activity within our own homes. So definitely prior to listening to this episode, be sure to call on your own spirit team and spirit guides Ask them to surround you in a shield of protection and light and ask them to patrol your surroundings within your home after you complete listening to this episode. We would definitely recommend it, (laughs) y'all, after some of the things we saw after recording this episode. Love y'all. Oh, hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome (laughs) to the Ghosties podcast. (laughs) Love the whisper. Awesome. How's your week been? Mm, good, I think. Yeah. What has happened? You had a really busy week. Did I? I did. Yeah. School and yeah. teaching the young minds of America. Yes. <laughs> was this week or was it last week my projects? Last week was the Last project. week. Yeah. I got an A in every one of those classes. Nice. The felt one too? Mm-hmm. Where you had the felt project? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Nice. What story did you have to tell? Um, I did the... How the... Is it the day the crown saved the rainbows? Okay. Yes. Okay. It's supposed to be a kid's story that no one really knows about. And so this one, it was um, it was really cute. It was like the sun and the um, was it the sun and oh my gosh, the clouds got in a fight. Mm-hmm. They were the best friends, and they their favorite thing to do together was make rainbows. Mm-hmm. Then they got in a fight because the clouds were blocking the sun, so the sun couldn't shine its rays down. So mm-hmm. they got mad at each other. And they moved to opposite sides of the sky, never to be together again. And then Aww. all of the world turned to black and white, mm. except for one little box of crayons that was hidden in a little school desk. And one day they fell out and were looking for rainbows and colors, and they couldn't find any. So they looked Aww. outside, and they saw what was going on, and so they decided to draw little rainbows everywhere to try Aww. to get the sun and the clouds to notice. Very cool. And finally... They noticed, and they were like, we miss doing this, and then that was the day the crown saved the rainbows. Oh my goodness. (laughs) How sweet. I had to recite it from memory to her. Oh goodness. I learned it that day. Okay. The whole thing. You do your best work under pressure. While I was at school. Oh my god. Like, yeah. Y'all, for those of y'all who don't follow Missy on TikTok, Mm y'all should, because Missy, your kids have a lot of gas. (laughs) They're like, I had beans for dinner. And I'm like, well, please don't. I doubt you even eat beans, but please don't. I had Taco Bell. They all... So did I, but I'm not blowing the foundation of the school off. Listen, <laughs> I can't even. Oh, my gosh. I walked in from recess the other day, and usually I'm at, like, the front of the line with most of the class, but I was waiting on someone. So I come in, and I walk right through, and some girl stopped in front of me to tie her shoe. 
and she and her friend were right there and I walked through just a thick fog and I was like <coughs> I looked turned around and I went rude and they were like what and I was like I don't know who it was why and did you have to they to do crop dust of, me and then they were at like these kids were at small group at my desk yesterday so it was three of them and like all of a sudden I was like and I looked over at one of them because he's the one that always does and I looked at him and I was like <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me and I was like did you and he was like uh, I promise and I was like you did mm-hmm. and then people started calling him out about it so then he laughed and it happened again but loudly and he was like I need to go to the bathroom <laughs> I said I think you should yeah I think you need to go we're evacuating part of the classroom because it was oh. so bad yeah he needed to go sit on the toilet but you need to see the, the meals that they eat at like they all get school breakfast mm. and it is sugar and milk sugar and dairy oh and then the lunches. Oh my gosh. I remember, I don't know if you did this in school, but when I was in elementary school, when we would get to the cafeteria, uh, there was always like this group of girls that had a really bougie lunch. Like they would have like Kit Kat bars and uh, like I Reese's. I love that we considered maybe <laughs> bougie lunches. <laughs> she had like bags of Doritos. Um, and I just remember I would bring like, I think my mom would pack like, half a cookie or something in my lunch and I try and trade that half a cookie for their candy. Bless. It was a whole thing. They weren't having it. Mm-mm. Jim Tan, I'm not buying it. Jim or Tan. trading. Jim Tan, take that trash away from right. me. <laughs> Jim Tan, bring a whole cookie and then maybe we'll talk. Bless. I remember the girl that I used to trade with, her name was Mary. Mm. She told me that she liked my hair because it had natural highlights in it and then she wouldn't trade her her candy with she me. She sounds like Regina George <laughs> the Mean Girls. She was. She used to wear one of those, um, like, cowboy... Remember the cowboy no, buckle you didn't. Uh, no, you tassels? Didn't. Yep. Somebody yeah. brought those up recently. No, you didn't. Just take it there. Age of Aquarius. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember when those were a thing. Mm-hmm. She also always had, oh. um, like, part of her shirt bunched up. Like, yeah. tied up in the corner. With a scrunchie, maybe. Y'all don't know nothing about that. I imagine that one of those shirts that she wore with said neck piece was denim. Or at least a light blue with maybe some ruffled sleeves. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like the puffy shirt from Seinfeld. You had ruffled sleeves and something. It, it did. It was a white shirt, I think. It did. I had a puffy mm-hmm. shirt. I'm sure I did, For too. my proofs. Who were we? Like, Dracula? <laughs> like, Brad Pitt and... Maybe Interview with Vampire? <laughs> Just call me Lestat. I know. That's Tom Cruise. But anyways, I, know. I digress. Yeah. Mm. She had all the style. Well, you see some of like the weird sleeve things are coming back now, but they've also like combined every decade of fashion into one and it's just pure trash. I just want to know where the rest of the shirts are. I like, am, I can't. I, I wore crop tops in middle school. I'm not going to wear them now as a 30 some year old woman. Listen. <laughs> Yeah, people don't want to see what's happening under my shirt. Oh, God. Two big belly babies. Like, uh-uh, no thank you. Crop tops are not the one for me. Mm-mm. But then they wear the, sorry, they wear, like, the jeans that come up to here. So oh, why yeah. do you even have, like, the point of that back day, ben, then was, like, to wear the, the hip hop yeah. with the crop top. Mm-hmm. But now they have the jeans that come all the way up to the rib cage. And they're baggy, too. And they have rips in them, not yeah. even cute ones. Like, just baggy with rip. Like, I saw somebody on TikTok. It was a younger kid. She couldn't have been, like, I don't know. She's probably in her early 20s. But she was talking about how 
She said, I can always tell when there's an elder millennial around because of our skinny jeans. Excuse me? And then an she showed her, millennial. yeah, then she showed her super baggy, ripped up jeans. Her and trash I just thought, bags. <laughs> I just thought, I think I'll take my skinny jeans. Thanks. I won't give them up. Shannon started wearing boot cut again, and I tried a, boot, a pair of boot cut on one day, and while I used to live in some boot cut, I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I, it's just not for me. I don't know. I just can't get rid of my skinny jeans now. Sorry. I want to get, uh, I do want to get another pair of bell bottoms again. I, I liked those. I used to, I can't. I don't want to wear them on like a, a rainy day or anything. But I like some Jinkos. <laughs> like the bottom four inches is just covered in, covered in water. Yeah. Soaking wet. Mm-hmm. Got added an extra 50 pounds on the bottom of your legs. And it's always the worst. It's always the worst when they would get wet too because then your socks would start getting wet. I, I just can't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just. Give me my skinny jeans and leave me with my jeggings. Leave me with my jeggings and leave me be because mm-hmm. mom's body ain't built for the new small waisted giant trash bag leg jeans. I can't believe they turned into that. The jeans that is. What is this world becoming? They're painters' jeans. The like, worst. Like the trashy jeans that you use when you like paint and yeah, do. Yeah, but even that, like you can't wear because there's just so many holes and. And, ba- and they're just so baggy. Like you can fit a whole small child through one of those holes. <laughs> we have turned into our grandparents. And we have. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Hey guys, it's Missy. I am going to talk to you real quick about something that I'm absolutely in love with, and that is wine. <laughs> Shocker. Um, I love my wine. Sometimes a little too much. My only complaints are all the sugar that they pump into this wine to make it so sweet or so tasty. And not only that, you feel less than zesty the next day if you have a couple too many glasses. However, I found the answer to all that. It is my favorite, favorite, favorite wine. It has no added sugars and it doesn't leave you feeling like trash the next day. And before you try to stop me and say, oh, I'm not interested in a pyramid scheme, it's not about that. It is about delicious wine that you can order anytime on your own. All you have to do is go to scoutandseller.com slash missystuprich. That's M-I-S-S-Y-S-T-U-P-R-I-C-H. We have cute little cans that are perfect for poolside fun this summer. We have some really bold reds. We have some delicious dry whites. We've got bubbles. We've got everything that you could want without the next day regret. So don't forget, go to scoutandseller.com slash missystuprich and check out your next big wine obsession. And we're back. Let's do it. What are we talking about today? We are going to talk about something called the Duende. The Duende. Tell me what the Duende are. Well, first off, let's talk about what sparked my interest in it, and then we'll go into what they are. Yeah. So I was on one of my paranormal group pages on Facebook, and it was when I was looking up stories for Ghost Share last time, and I think I told y'all I found a few stories that I wanted to turn into its own episode mm-hmm. because they revolved around the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, we have always been interested in, like, the Kentucky Goblins, the Greys, all those different, you know, things. Mm-hmm. Well, I kept seeing mention of little people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we've talked about fairies, too, and just all kinds of different stories before. 
But being that I saw two in the same time and then all these people commented that they had stories about these these little people, mm-hmm. and I hope that doesn't offend anybody, but that's just what they were referring them to them as, um, I thought I would look more into it. Well, it turns out they are called the Duende in like a Mexican culture, Latin American culture, um, in Spain, a bunch of these places. And what a Duende is, is a supernatural being or spirit resembling a pixie or imp in the folklore of Portugal, Spain, the Philippines, and Latin America. Gotcha. It's not just these cultures that have them, though. They actually, apparently, kind of, (laughs) apparently, kind of, actually, um, (laughs) all of my words, um, translate in other places, like, they could be considered leprechauns in Ireland. Mm -hmm. They could be considered fairies in other cultures. Mm -hmm. So they're not the only ones. But a lot of them have this similar appearances so they are said to be gnome like they live inside walls in case you hear anything in the background my husband's walking through (laughs) nothing (laughs) weird's going on with your sound um gnome like some say they live inside the walls of homes especially in kids bedrooms i have a theory of why that is though um some live in caves and either help or cause trouble okay which gave me a, a kentucky goblin kind of vibe mm-hmm. um i think there was one more um we've talked about there well i was reading and they said there's these things like fairy trees or leprechaun trees mm-hmm. and you even knew about some of that but yeah. they may live in trees um and these trees are located usually near the house of wherever people are seeing them and if you cut it down even if you don't know it's a fairy tree or something it'll bring bad luck Ah. Tell me about what you know about fairy trees. Oh, yes. So my great-grandfather um, was Irish, um, and he they lived you know, locally in Newport News when they were still alive. Um, but he had this certain tree in his yard that was like a hollowed-out tree. Um, and I remember playing outside as a small kid, and I remember him telling me, Christina, just whatever you do, don't stick your hands up in that tree and don't walk into that tree. Because at that point, I was so little, I could walk right into the trunk of the tree and he said don't do that fairies live up in the tree we don't mess with that kind of stuff and he was totally serious so that just reminded me of this tree that's down there i don't know if i told you about it but it looks like it was literally like hanging on just by the outer shell of like yes i want to know if it's still down there because it literally like it had nothing it was hollow Oh. And it's right down the street. That's interesting. I'm going to have to see if it's still there. Yeah. Because it's weird shaped too. Yeah. We have a hollowed out tree in our backyard. Um, like currently. And every time I see it, I think of my granddaddy telling me that. There is. And it is between the house of the lady that I found out that I work with. And mm-hmm. then another um, couple down there. So it's very interesting. I want to see if it's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go back to... Um, The Duende, Uh, my notes, sorry. Uh, Apparently, there was an El Duende, which was like one very famous one. Okay. Um, He was three feet tall. Um, I think they even made a movie about him. Okay. And it looks just like that TikTok video you sent me about them finding the weird... The weird thing in the cave? Things, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of them, or a lot of them are less than two feet tall. Some of them have been said to resemble like Barbie height. 
Okay. Or small babies. Okay. So I guess it just depends. They look different. They, which They appear differently. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some of them have zero clothes on them, and they are full, like, covered in long hair, and the men will even have beards, so, like, little gnomes that you think of. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the little gnomies that they have that you see everywhere with the little hat on. Mm-hmm. Um, that reminded me of that. They are also known as elves. I said leprechauns. Um, and... In some cultures, they help people get home, and in some, they lure them away. Ah. They're more likely to help the children at first than they are to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Um, but adults, it's kind of the opposite. Oh. They will lure them away mm-hmm. before they help them. Um, and then I read one thing, and it said in some cultures, they even clip the toenails of small children... What? And sometimes mistakenly even removing their toes. <gasps> I don't know why. Oh my God. They um, eat, they are male and female. They eat a diet of fruits like figs, which is very like the fairies, you know, they love their sweet fruit. Yeah. Um, and then it led me to when we used to have a fig tree at the old house um, in Norfolk where we used to live. And my grandmother would say, well, you're lucky to get to figs before the birds get them. And then I was like, was it the birds? Is it birds? Yeah. Because I thought about that. Mm-hmm. Because this says they like eating fruits like figs. Mm-hmm. And so that made me think. It's... And fig trees can, I think they can kind of be a little hollowish too. Mm-hmm. 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 And oddly shaped. Um, makes me think of the Keebler elves too. Like yeah. They lived in trees. that tree. So like where did that idea come exactly. from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, legend says that only children can see them. <laughs> this is funny. But if you get too drunk, you may see them out of the corner of your eye. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That goes along with like, you know, people will tell you in the spiritual community that alcohol really lowers your inhibitions um you know just in general and anyway. your vibration yes yeah so you might see things like that but when i thought about that i went back and when i was reading my notes or it said that they live in the walls of children's bedroom but this says legend says only children can see them so maybe they don't just live in the walls of children's bedroom but because children are the ones i can see them i can see them that's mm. where you know goodness yeah i will say at my old work i won't say where i worked but you had an encounter with something yeah i had a really odd encounter with something at that work um and this may sound a little crazy um but um i knew like i was working on my mediumship during that time and uh i still don't completely understand what I encountered and what I experienced during that time but I knew and had an awareness through my guides that there were lots of like there was a lot of fairy energy in that office specifically like gnomes um like occasionally I would catch sight of something little hovering around like the plants that were set up in the office um and I'm debating on whether or not I should share that experience but I had an experience in that office where I heard a voice tell me um, that I was going to have a baby and that it was going to be really soon. Like I even had an experience where I felt like my stomach like expanded a little bit like I had like a belly. It was, guys, it was very strange. And I promise I I was not on any type of drugs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was really strange. Like that 
particular encounter really messed with me mentally. Um, I bet. Because st- I still don't know exactly what I encountered with that. Yeah. But it wasn't good, whatever it was. Right. Um, <clears throat> I have to kind of side note this um, now that we're talking along the lines of like these tree fairies and stuff to what some of the teachers the other day told me in recess. And a couple of the teachers listen to this now, so if they hear this, I'm not mentioning any names, but I thought it was interesting because they look at it as like this kid is, you know, okay, you know, you got a little mm-hmm. little crazy. But I kind of was like, hmm, and I didn't say anything because I don't want them to think I'm weird. But the kid um, talks to the trees in the playground. Awesome. Uh-huh. And I was sitting the there, trees? I don't know, but... Um, one of the teachers was like, apparently he has a favorite tree mm-hmm. that he talks to more than us. She said they they watched the kids one day go up to all the trees and talk to it. That's awesome. And I could say not. I could literally, I was standing there like, I'm so glad we brought this up because I, I wanted to tell you and I forgot. Um, and I'm like. That's awesome. I love it that they talk to the trees. And I bet it's. I bet that there's a component to that that they're actually physically talking to the tree, like the tree mm-hmm. tree. But I bet there's also some stuff in the tree. Like the tree, um, Devas. That's mm-hmm. what they yeah. yeah, but I was just sitting there like, and I thought it was really like so neat that there's like that attached the spiritual side of it, you know. And of course, I'm sorry if you're listening and you think that's completely crazy, but those are the kinds of things we discuss on this podcast. So <laughs> yeah. it was interesting to me, but I didn't want to seem like a complete weirdo and be like, well, he's probably talking to the tree spirits. And like, they would be like, okay, we don't really want her here anymore. <laughs> Can you guys revoke your job offer? Um, <laughs> For those of y'all who don't know what we're talking about either, um, like one of the first things that I started seeing when I had my spiritual awakening was I was seeing what looked like a spirit hovering over every tree, every flower, every plant. Um, and when I asked my guides much later, they said that everything that's living within the earth has a guardian of some kind, some spirit that kind of is charged over it and takes care of it. Um, and they said with our trees, there are spirits that are known as devas that basically guard that tree. It's their charge. Like our spirit guides are charged with us. They're tasked with taking care of that tree and making sure that it stays there, grows, and contributes to the earth plane. Um so one of the things, like, uh, I remember when I was working at my old office, they cut a tree down across the street um, where we would park. And I remember when I was walking to my car, I saw that tree deva crying. Aww. Like, how could you cut this tree down? Um, you know, so, yeah. yeah. I have not seen any of those, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. So now that we have talked about the background of the Duende, Mm-hmm. I'm going to share a few stories that I was given permission to share. Um, This one is one of the most um, recent ones that I got. It seems pretty legit. I have not looked into this person that is allowing me to share it. Um, But her name, I don't want to butcher it, but it's either Delcia or Delcia. I'm not sure. Um, That's a beautiful name. Yes, (laughs) I know. It's a very nice name. Um, So I don't know what her position is, but... She's involved in somehow, like, if people, like, children go missing, she comes in somehow, is what it appears. Gotcha. So I'm going to share this story that she just told me I could share. This is story number four, so there's going to be others, so I might just have to throw that into a go share or something. Cool. Um, she says, um, in September 2018, I was called to go to San Juan again to see a five-year-old who had gone missing for 24 hours in the jungle. 
The kids were playing in the backyard that was bordered by the jungle. It was pretty safe as they knew not to go in in the forest. And she said, let's call him uh, Z. That's what she's calling the, the kid. Or Zai, Z-I, Zai. Gotcha. Zai had a dog as his pet. They played for a while and then the other kids went inside. For a little while, no one noticed that Zai was not inside with his older siblings. When mom asked where he was, everyone started to look and shout his name. Frightened, they called neighbors and the police. Night was falling pretty soon and he was nowhere in sight. Soon they noticed that the dog was missing too. So um, they called for Zai and the dog. I'm getting a ringing in my left ear right now. Ooh. Yeah. Um, The men went into the jungle with lights and they searched all night and they were nowhere to be found. Some mentioned that some soldiers were in the area doing jungle training so they got permission for them to join the search to find him, Zai and the dog. It had been almost 24 hours. Oh my gosh, where did the rest of the story go? Oh, sorry. I almost lost it. (laughs) It had been almost 24 hours now that they went missing. The soldiers gathered in the family backyard with the other villagers who would spend the next night in the jungle looking for the baby. As they prepared to head out, they heard a dog barking in the bushes. The family rushed out in the nearby bushes calling the dog's name. Out came the dog and the boy. His face was dirty with tears stained down his face and everyone was shocked. Oh my gosh. I'm not kidding. It's like half the bottom half of the story is not there anymore. But I read it. Everyone was shocked. They ended up... Sorry, it's not there in my screenshots right now, And I, but I read it earlier. What happened was they said that some small man that was his height lured him into the jungle down into some kind of hole uh-huh. took the dog and him in there and fed him fruits and like told him he was going to be okay kept feeding him fruits and stuff um and finally i guess after he was crying so much for so long he decided to let the dog and the, the kid go oh my that's what happened yeah, that was the end of the story yeah Oh my! But the fruit God. thing and like fruit. the little man that was his height. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh my God! Which I thought was creepy. I just screenshot this when she gave me permission. I remember I was here when you did yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is insane. That's a good story. I know. Um, there were. I have a few other ones though. This one is from Jennifer. She said, I don't like sharing this story because nobody believes me. It's a very short story. But we were in the mountains here in Colorado in Beulah at a family gathering. We were playing hide and seek and something grabbed me and was trying to pull me into the woods by a small bridge. And it had long fingers with long, ugly nails and it looked like a tiny gnome. It was so scary. My cousin fought it off and we ran to tell the adults, but nobody believed us. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. What is their fascination with kids? Is it because they can see them? Is it because their vibration is higher? Because they have so much energy? Like, what is that? That's so crazy. How do they pick? Like, what what makes them choose what kid versus the other? And it also depends if it's a good kid or a bad kid. Oh. You know, or I guess, uh, sorry, a good Duende or a bad one. Sorry, I was trying to read this comic story. Um, Yeah. Because they have good and bad intentions, so it just depends on, I guess, the luck of the draw, which one you come in contact with. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I thought was interesting. Um, he says he's 46 now. When he was 8 or 9 years old, his he and his brothers were playing in their kitchen. They were playing with a rubber ball 
those that you get from gumball machines and bounce forever all over the place. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, Shannon and I used to do this in the bathroom at Laverne's house, mm-hmm. and we joke that they would they would go under the counter because there's like something under there mm-hmm. that and they're they are lost under there. Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna demo that thing one day and find a million go, like bouncy <laughs> balls under there. <laughs> Anyways, so they were playing um, in the kitchen with these rubber balls. When he says, when my brother bounced the ball, it went everywhere. It hit one of my dad's work boots and rolled under a stove. We looked under the stove for that ball and couldn't find it. We used a flashlight, nothing. Even pulled the stove out and the ball was gone, nowhere to be found. We eventually gave up. A few nights later, late at night, sometime between 1 and 3 a.m., we began to hear a tapping sound in the kitchen. It happened every night, and it sounded like it was a bouncing rubber ball on our wooden kitchen floor. This continued until we moved years later. My mom told us that it was the Duendes that took our ball. Now, as a kid, of course, we believed her. Um, he said, a few days before that, my sibling and I got together in our mom's home. Or a few days ago, my sibling and I got together in our mom's home. We were talking about weird things that we witnessed, and this story came up. We chuckled a bit, almost feeling naive for believing these stories my mom and dad would tell us. All of a sudden, my oldest brother and older sister got very quiet. When we asked what was wrong... My sister told us that on some occasions while we were all sleeping, she would witness little people trying to get into the house through their window while other people would fight them off. My brother then mentioned that he saw them too. He said one night while looking out the window, he saw some lights. He thought it was little lightning bugs. He said that when he looked closer, it scared the crap out of him because he saw that the lights were small torches being carried by these little people who were also carrying a box about the size of a shoebox. He said he thinks it was a coffin. Oh my, my brother and sister God. at the time were older than us. My brother was 17. My sister was 15. I was a bit skeptical about the whole Duende lore, but now I'm more open-minded. Oh my gosh. I'm getting the feeling right now we should pause and do a part okay. three. Yeah. Oh, hey, y'all. It's Christina from the Ghosties Podcast. I just wanted to take a moment and introduce myself to anyone who may be new to our podcast. I get a lot of messages and questions about who I am and how I do my work in terms of spirit work. So here goes (laughs) y'all. My name is Christina. I'm a psychic medium and Reiki master teacher working out of the Virginia area. Currently in terms of my services, I offer distance Reiki sessions, Reiki certification classes, intuitive coaching and mentoring, as well as meet your spirit guide sessions. If you're anything like me, when my spiritual awakening started in 2016, I had the worst time trying to break through that wall and connect with my own guides. Eventually, I found myself my own spiritual mentor and she in turn introduced me to my spirit guides. Once I met my guides, y'all, I hit the ground running. That experience made me so passionate about helping other people connect with their own spirit guides. So with that said, have you been looking for a spiritual mentor, but you haven't had much luck thus far? Consider perhaps booking a spirit chat with me. During spirit chat calls, it is completely your time to ask me any question that you would like in terms of your spiritual journey and spiritual awakening. Have you been trying to connect with your spirit guides and haven't had much luck thus far? Maybe perhaps consider booking a meet your spirit guide session with me. During that session, we channel three of your spirit guides. We get their names and their descriptions, any past life connections that you may share with them, along with what type of spirit guide they are for you currently in this life. 
we also find ways that you can begin connecting with them moving forward so that you yourself can establish a connection in your own time as well. Have you also been interested in getting certified in Reiki? Or have you been looking for a Reiki practitioner to perform a session on you? If I resonate with you as a teacher, perhaps consider booking a Reiki certification class or session with me. I would love to have you as a student or as a client. Y'all, I have a passion for what I do. It is so rewarding to see my students and clients break through that wall and connect with their own spirit team and spirit guides, as well as starting to heal their own trauma. You can find me on TikTok. My handle is Christina the Medium. On Instagram and YouTube with the handle The Rainbow Veil. My website and social media links are linked in the show notes for today's show. If you are interested in booking a session, I highly encourage you to do so, y'all. I love you so much and I look forward to working with y'all. And we're back. Okay. Christina saw something fly across my den, so we had to um, just show a little respect to them. I'm going to put some fruit out later on the counter as mm-hmm. an offering. Mm-hmm. Can never be too safe. That's right. I even thought recently, I was like, I always love those little fairy houses, but I never believed in fairies. Mm-hmm. Like, I was never a little girl that was like, oh, fairies and things. Because, listen, I grew up with my grandparents. There was no <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> the only fairy I knew of was a cartoon. It was Tinkerbell, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um So I've even thought about earlier getting some kind of a little offering dish for like maybe out in front of the front window. Yeah. um, And putting things out there for them. Yeah. I love some milk, Mm -hmm. some bread. Yeah. Little spices too, right? Is it? Maybe some little spices or something. Mm -hmm. I'll put sweets out. I got you. Mm -hmm. Got some mini Oreos with your name on it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah. All right. So I have a couple more stories as long as I can find them. Um, Side note, if y'all listened to the last episode, you know that my printer is still not print. Well, it's not printing anything, and I haven't got ink yet, so I cannot print these out. So I have screenshots on my phone. <laughs> so this one, this person says um, they saw one of the Duende when they were very little. It appeared in my backyard. It was crying. I didn't know any better, so I went inside and told my mom there was a crying baby outside. And I showed her where it was, but it was gone. I swear I really saw it. I recently brought it up to my mom again, and she told me, when I told her that, it was the last straw because she had been experiencing weird things out the house for a while. So we moved shortly after that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Goodness. Yes. Um, this person said when they were little, um, a friend of theirs lived on a farm. And every morning between dawn and dusk, she would see little people playing around in a big tree that they had outside their bedroom window. So that was, oh yeah. God. You know what that just made me flash back to? Mm. I've told you this story before. I had a dream, I couldn't have been more than like five or six, where I was walking through the woods and I happened to look up in this tree and there was a man, and I say that loosely, um, he looked kind of like Gollum, um, really pale, but he was up in that tree kind of like hunched down and he was screaming and laughing. Y'all, I can still remember every detail of that dream. Like a little Um, leprechaun. He did not look like a person. Mm. So it makes me wonder, was I seeing something like that? Right. Let me see if I can find the other story as I'm scrolling. <laughs> yeah, it's um this do 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 sorry that was for go share. Wrong story. Sorry, I'm I'm all a mess right now. Sorry. Um if you look up, you can Google pictures of Duende and they look like little 
almost that one looks like a little scarecrow. Oh. See, the face though reminded me of that thing. Yeah. That you saw on TikTok. Uh huh. Um. Okay, here we go. Um, my aunt and uncle, when they first got their house in Tijuana, had um, like a forest or dense vegetation behind their house. Um, this person says, I remember seeing duendes on the top shelf hiding behind things. They would push things off the shelf sometimes. I was like four or five years old. She said, about 10 years ago, my um, aunt and uncle and I were talking, and one of them mentioned the duendes, that he had one with beefy red eyes, and it would get him in trouble. She said, I called them trolls, but they were little. But I was little, and I didn't know what to call them. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Um, there's the one. It makes me think whether or not, is it the duende that, like, takes and moves small objects around the house? Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They will. Um, and apparently, um, in, like, Native American stories, like, um, culture, they have, they call them the little people, too. Um, she's, this person said they look like us, except they are small, like, two or three feet tall at most. They are elementals, protectors of Mother Earth. Um, they are really neither good nor bad. They basically don't waste their time with humans unless they get into the way of them doing their jobs or are causing harm to Mother Earth. Mm. They will wreak havoc, causing you no end of torment. But if you respect them and leave them be, you're good. They do have certain people they are attracted to and protect, probably because these people have something to do with a bigger picture, mm -hmm. like their role in life. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, this one... I don't have the ending of it. Oh, I do, I think. Okay. This one is from Erin. Erin said, um, there were always stories on her reservation about little people that roamed the beaches. Her, her mother told her one night that she and her uncle and aunt were camping by the shore, and in the middle of the night, they kept hearing giggles, um, and that they thought it was the duende, and apparently they were told they would tickle you to death if you misbehaved. Um... So they were supposed to be sleeping and they couldn't fall asleep because the giggles got louder. Sorry. And I can't, I feel like I'm having trouble talking right now. <clears throat> I'm seeing that. Yeah. Thing again. Are you? Mm -hmm. Maybe we should stop. Anyways. Like all this pressure in my ears. I'm getting like kind of heaviness on me. Um, she saw, um, that part of the story says that they looked out with their lantern and they could see four little people dragging, um, somebody like down the beach. Oh my God. Yeah. Like a person person? Yeah. I feel like I can't read this. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Things are getting weird. It feels like a different energy moved into here. Yeah. So that's the Duende. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your time and, uh, find yeah. us on social media. Yeah, guys, it, all of a sudden, like, the energy feels different. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that's a bad idea to stop. Yep, so we're going to do some cleansing before you go and mm -hmm. um, call on some protection. I'm getting real, a lot of heaviness on my head and my shoulders and my neck right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. All right, guys, well, find us. This uh, was a great episode. Yeah. Find us on TikTok. Um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and email us your stories at the ghosties podcast at gmail.com. All right, everybody. See you later. Bye. <laughs>